Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to this Sunday's podcast. I hope you were in the house of the Lord giving some praise and worship this morning in your church of choice this morning. Pray it was a biblical, doctrinally sound church this morning. And if not, I hope you let them know about it. <laughs> anyway, guys, we have a power-packed um, podcast for you guys today. So, you know, I've been watching Survivor Lily. And uh, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to her here lately. But boy, she's got some good stuff to say. Uh, I turned on my uh, YouTube today here on my computer when I sat down to check on my um, my little YouTube pages. And thank you guys for the new subscribers. I appreciate that, uh, especially to the uh, uh, this, to the Survivor page there. <laughs> Survivor's Corner, um, uh, Survivalist Corner. If you guys were tuning in here lately, uh, thanks, you guys. Um, anyway, if you guys have uh, any thoughts or suggestions, hey, let me know. But uh, today... Today, uh, I turned it on and listened to Survivor Lily a little bit of it. And boy, she has a lot of good things to say. I'm going to play a couple snippets of her um, YouTube on here. And um, I'm also going to record this YouTube, uh, or I'm sorry, this podcast for my YouTube channel and Rumble channel. And thanks for the new subscribers on my Rumble channel too. Thanks, you guys. Um, Bible Prophecy uh, for today.com. Um, anyway, and um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff on here and it's going to be maybe more of a visual on some of it, but not all of it, not all of it, you know me, um, just the two videos that I know so far that'll be pretty visual, uh, but the rest of it, I'm going to actually show you from uh, the expose-news.com, which actually pulls up the WEF stuff. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, we're also going to go to Wide Awake Media and talk about that as well. But is there hope? Is there hope why our pastors not talking about what's going on, especially with Israel, especially with end times, Bible prophecy? Why don't pastors talk about that? And is there hope? Um, you know, is it all doom and gloom? And, you know, are we just to sit back and just wait? You know, what are, what are we to do as Christians? And so my pastor did a really good sermon this morning. And uh, I want to share a little bit of it with you guys. Um, and so Pastor Randy Davis, Dr. Randy Davis is uh, my pastor. And I'm so thankful to be back um, in his church. Um, he had retired from the church that I was going to and kind of broke my heart. because I only got to go there like maybe two years underneath him. Um, and so then he went and retired. And I was like, what? And so, but he went to be interim pastor for another Baptist church, um, one that we won't mention any names on here. Um, and they finally, by the grace of God, were able to break away um, from that mainline SBC church. And now it is New Hope Fellowship uh, Baptist Church. So at River Road. Anyway, so I'm very thankful for that. So um, here we go. So here are his topics for today. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of hope. And for us Christians out here, what we should be doing as we await the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come and snatch us, harpazo us, rapturo, rapture us out of here. I think I filled in all those words for you folks out there. Greek, Latin, you know, I got it down this time, guys, Latin. <laughs> if you listen to the other podcast, I was like, uh, Rome? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> hey, I don't even edit these podcasts. So, hey, you know, most of the time. Okay, so sermon notes, salvation at midnight. Of course, it's Pastor Dr. Randy Davis. He never puts a doctor in front of there, but he is. Um, so Luke 19.10, a new King James Version says, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Romans 10.13 and KJV says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be 
saved. Shall is emphatic. Uh, if you guys are into the Hebrew and the Greek, um, that means it's going to happen. Nothing can change that. So three elements involved in the jailer salvation experience. And this is Acts chapter 16, verses 25 to 34. And um, you know what? I think we should read that today. Uh, let's just open up with a little bit of the word. And it's a good story for you folks joining in. Um, if you don't know this story, hey, this is great. You can find it again in Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through uh, 34. And so here we go. Let me get my glasses on here. And I'm going to be reading to you out of the New King James uh, Bible. So, the Philippian jailer saved. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Let me preface this really quick. They had just been beaten and flogged and thrown into prison so they are in prison and their feet were put in stocks which means they can't move so they're in prison this damp dark um cold prison and they had been flogged and beaten and now they're in stocks so keep that in your mind how would you feel in that position and then what would you do and what did they do so let's start all over again Verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened from sleeping and seeing the prison doors opening, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house then he and, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. There folks go. And why? Because of their witness. Could you imagine? Because they were singing and praising and, and giving glory to God, and then this earthquake happens, and then bam. But could you imagine if they weren't singing and praising and singing hymns and giving glory to God and praying and nothing and this earthquake happens, you know, and then nothing. But no, it's because of their witness. So let's talk about this really quick, you folks. Um, mostly important. So three elements involved in the jailer salvation experience. Number one, the witness of believers. At 1625, it says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and all the other prisoners were listening to them. So qualifications of a witness for Jesus. You ever think you're not qualified for Jesus? You ever think that? I know I think that a lot. Do you think that? Hmm. Well, let me tell you. Number one, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you're saved, born again, believer in Christ, you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Number two, have a concern for the lost. And if you're like me, we have a concern for the lost. Because once you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you have a concern for your faith. You all know you have family members who are lost, friends, neighbors, coworkers um, that are lost, and you care for them. So there you have it. And number three, 
willingness to share willingness to share tell them about jesus tell them how you got saved don't be scared don't be scared <laughs> but it is it is kind of it seems like intimidating and we get anxious you know like what what's the worst that can happen they say no they make fun of us whatever yell at you scream at you whatever kill you hey you know what don't fear them that can cure the body but fear him who can cast you into hell so there you go number two the work of the holy spirit suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose Woo! that's the niv niv also says the jailer called for lights rushed in and fell trembling before paul and silas he then brought them out and asked sirs what must i do to be saved number three the third element is the word of the lord they replied believe in the lord jesus and you will be saved you and your household then they spoke the word of the lord to him and to all the others in his house for the word of god is living and active this is hebrews 4 12 i say this a lot and it is so true for the word of the lord is living and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart tell you what that's why you read the bible when you read the word of god mm, powerful get in the word of god let the word of god get into you so what else the power of god's word number one it illuminates your minds tells you right from wrong uh guides you supernaturally number two it convicts the soul you know when you've sinned against god you know you have the feeling something's not right you need to repent come back to christ number three it touches the heart touches the heart when you read the word of god have a passion to serve the lord when you read the word of god you get emotional my pastor talked about that like i'm not a very emotional person i'm not um i never have been anger you know i, I have had that emotion quite a bit but the rest not really until my mom died and then i found myself at first cafeteria sitting by myself eating some fried fish and a Lionel Richie song came on. It was my mom's favorite and it was right after she had died. And I was bald, you know, just crying in furs cafeteria by myself eating, you know, fried fish. So there you go. <laughs> but after that, after my mama died, I became a very, not really say very emotional, but I became way more emotional. Um, and I think I showed people that I cared for them more than I ever did before because I was, I'm like that person. You ever seen that little meme where there's somebody like really upset and they have like a broom handle. They're like, they're there touching them from afar with a little broom handle. Yeah, that's me. Um, like I'll pray for you. But now I, you know, I, I think I'm a little bit more, um, I don't know. I'm a lot more emotional now. I'll actually go up and give you a hug, you know, but, um, you know, maybe pat you on the back or something but um you know but i do i do get emotional in the word of god and so this morning i spent a lot of time in prayer this morning and um i needed that um and if you guys haven't spent time quiet time with the lord jesus in prayer mm, you need to do it you need to make time you know in this busy world with all this hectic stuff going around that really doesn't mean anything in the big scheme of life nothing of it really matters except your relationship with christ and uh, our heavenly father and the holy spirit and so you need to take time make time jot it on the calendar whatever you got to do get your special place and spend time with the lord and um i've been reading the word you know and i've been doing it, but i haven't i haven't spent that time and just you know prayer and just just prayer you know um conversating with the lord um 
people think that you have to say these these and thous and all this stuff when you pray and you have to be long professional no it's a communication between you and god um it's you telling him everything he knows you might as well tell him everything um no special words you get i i talk i talk to god like like i would just you know just like a regular conversation you know um of course with reverence you know but um yeah there's no special words you just talk to him he wants to hear from you um he's put all that in did you have you noticed that humanity um has that driving them to worship something have you noticed that we need to be and the only thing that's going to fill that void in your soul and your heart and your spirit is to worship god almighty but if you've noticed about all the years they've always worshiped something you have Baal, you have people worshiping themselves hedonism um you know uh the uh, native americans in the united states you know here they they worship sun they like all, went nature and all kinds of stuff there's always that innate thing always and god had built us for that we are to worship him um and to i mean he loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son and jesus loved us so much that he came and died he knew what he was coming for he knew what he was here was to come and die on the cross that's why he came and he knew that and he did it because he loves us um so you know uh now is the time that we need to be telling folks telling people about the love of god the world is telling them to love themselves i mean and there's some churches out there too telling you it's all about you <laughs> i was listening to that radio station i told you guys about you know not a whole lot today um i was coming around the north north uh, west side of amarillo heading out to my church and of course out that way is you know some canyonish stuff and so um some kind of rough terrain out there and so i didn't get the signal as much as i did but i heard that prosperity's coming to you crap and i was like yeah they ain't changed <laughs> so they go up there with their little their little seed is what they call it their little tithe and they don't give to give to the church they don't give to give to god out of joy they give to get and that's not why we should give and so they have this little mantra i call it a mantra that they say money's coming to me all kinds of garbage some wickedness that's not the word of god god's word is to be rightly divided it's not to use as some magic potion or whatever some cocktail formula to get you what you want that's not what the word of god is for the word of god is to change you it is to show you where you are sinful at and to change you it is there to encourage you it is there to chip away at your old self and to make you more like christ it's not to make you rich and pos prosperous and popular and to get you that brand new cadillac that you've been wanting and to get you that brand new house and that and that job promotion that you want that's not what it's for and when i hear that it angers me so much and i wasn't gonna do a podcast on this church but you know what found out some things yesterday and i was like you know what it needs to be done what needs to be done and if i don't do it somebody needs to and i may actually send this information um to a, a christian brother of mine who does really good um work in this kind of thing and to see if he might possibly uh do a video on it because he do way better than i can you know number one he's a pastor um number two uh you know god has called him and given him this discernment 
uh, and this ability to do this. And so, um, but my friends at Silgo there are very dear to me and I love them so much. And uh, I just pray that the scales would fall from their eyes and they would see the truth, that they would see the truth in God's word, that they would hear the truth in God's word, that the Holy Spirit would speak to them and that they would know like I did when I got out of there, that I knew it was the right decision. And if any of you are in one of those health, wealth, prosperity, gospel churches or health, I call them health, wrath, prosperity, that's what's coming to them. I pray that the Lord Jesus would speak to your heart and that while you read his word, he will reveal the truth to you. And that while you're sitting there listening to these faith confessions, which is no more than the occult, that's all that is. That is all that is. Go listen to Melissa Daughtry. She'll have a whole lot to say about that. She came from the new age. She can tell you these affirmations. Those are wickedness. Those are that's witchcraft. That's new ageism. That's sinful. We're, we're called out of that world. We're called away from that. We're called out. We're set apart. We are holy. We're called away from that. And it breaks my heart that that's what's going on over there. And I prayed it. I prayed it. <laughs> I played it. I think it was week before. Last week, as a matter of fact, I played with the little confession was. And that way you folks could be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's what it is. And all it is is like affirmation. Money's coming to me. Really? What? Folks, it's, it's wickedness. It's not about the Lord Jesus Christ, although they use the word of God. And you know, like the King James Version says, to make merchandise of you. And that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And it breaks my heart. And I went to my, to my best friend. She is my best friend. It was her son, who I watched him grow up since he was three years old. He graduated high school. I think it was year before last. And I went. And uh, it was all about their school. It was all about them. Their names were in the program. All these people, because like, they have a Christian school attached to this church too. And it was all about them. It was not about the kids who worked so hard and graduated. <laughs> their names weren't even in the program. I was like, what? But all of these people's names were the pastor and, oh man, all the teachers and, oh, all these accolades to them and blah, blah, blah. But nothing, nothing of the students were in there and I was like oh, this is kind of odd but when you go there it's all family it's kind of like Mormonism but like everybody in the bands and all this they're all family nobody from outside the family oh we can't have that <laughs> and if you leave that church like I did you're a black sheep you're a black don't talk to her don't have anything to do with her she left because <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me get out and I prayed, and this is what came, this is what, what was coming to my mind, that my friends would leave that church and that the angels would come, the angel of the Lord would come, and the Lord Jesus would pull them, the Holy Spirit would yank them out of that church like he did Lot out of Sodom and have them not look back. But my dear sweet friend um, is suffering their quote-unquote wrath because she left, praise the Lord, she got out, her husband and everybody, but her daughter is still going to church there. And they have told them, don't talk to them. So her own children, her own daughter is keeping her grandkids from her because they left and started going to another church. So folks, if that's not an occult, a cult that I do not know what is. So keep them in prayer. If you don't mind, I'd appreciate that. I'm sure they would too. And um, my friend Jordan Cleveland, uh, Julie's son, um, keep him in prayer, folks. He is fighting, fighting, fighting. They, done, they did brain surgery. They implemented, they put a device in his brain to try to stop the seizures. 
and um, he's still having seizures, but it's on the lowest level, and so I think they're going to increase the level today. So be in prayer for that as well. Folks, we need to pray for each other, build each other up, um, you know, in our faith in Christ Jesus. And, um, you know, now is not the time to back down. Now is not the time to sit in the sit in the back seat. We need to be in the driver's seat. And we need to be telling people about the Lord. No matter how, if you put a bumper sticker on your car, Jesus loves you. <laughs> and give a scripture. Do you know how to be saved? Romans 10, whatever. Put that on your get a bumper sticker do whatever you can do um to give glory to god to to point people to jesus because time is short and um when christ comes back i you know i want him to find me doing his work you know we are be about our father's work and so um now's the time right so let's listen to uh what survivor lily has to say so i'm going to play this video and if you watch the YouTube, you'll be able to watch it too. But let's see uh, what she's talking about this morning, shall we? I've talked about the digital ID and how the European Union is trying to push it through. And yeah, now, unfortunately, um, it really seems as if they are pushing it through. And now let's listen to what this parliament member has to say. I just left the room where we had the negotiations about the digital identity and I have bad news. The member states and the European Parliament came to an agreement. It means that probably not far from now the digital identity will be uh, effect in the European Union. Right after this agreement, Commissioner Breton said, now we have the digital identity wallet, we have to put something in it. And what he meant was the digital euro, also known as the central bank digital currency. And this is a very bad development. They always promise us not to make this connection. And even uh, a lot of experts, uh, privacy experts and security experts, warned also last week this is uh, a, a very uh, bad idea for our privacy and our freedom. And still, this digital identity is pushed through. But it's not too late, because we still have to vote on this in the plenary. So what you can do, send your MEP from your member state an email and tell him or tell her that you are against this tool. Okay, and now you need to see this video. This is from a supermarket in London. You're on a business trip. You're staying in Greenwich. And you want to buy some food. So you go into the local Aldi's, like this one. And you think, I'm going to go in here and buy some food so that I can feed myself. And then you approach the barrier. And look, you can't even get in the shop without having a QR code to scan here scam here and then you can go and buy things now this looks to me like the beginning stages of the digital prison that we keep talking about what do you think okay guys so these videos are really concerning and it really seems to be as if they want to push through the digital id and some supermarkets even do it without any regulations so they say you have to have this ID, otherwise you cannot enter the store. 
So, folks, you can see where this is all going. And um, I thought it was just an Aldi, you know, overseas um, that was like that. But no, uh, it's the Aldi's here, apparently in the United States as well. One of my friends uh, and uh, had come over for the Cowboys game tonight and brought um, Squirt's girlfriend with her, her little dog. And so, um, anyway, we had a great time. The Cowboys won, by the way. What? That's what I'm saying. Uh, LaShondra, girl, if you're listening... So sorry. Oh, but yeah. Um, gotta take them where I can get them, right? Because the Cowboys, you never know. You never know. She's a huge um, New York Giants fan. So, anyway, our uh, love hate relationship goes way back. Um, anyway, um, so uh, it was a great game. Um, but we were talking on the way home, and I was, uh, we were driving, driving her, and uh, uh, I can't say her dog's name because my dog will get all excited again thinking she's coming back over. But um, anyway, because he's sitting here with me looking at me like, what are you talking about, dog mom? Um, but anyway, she was saying, oh, yeah, because I was telling her about uh, Survivor Lily. And uh, earlier, you know, because I started this podcast earlier this morning. And, of course, I'm finishing it later on this night. But um, she uh, she goes, oh, that's Aldi's here, too. She goes, that's why I'll never shop there. Because, you know, we don't have an Aldi's where I live. And she's like, oh, yeah, if we did, I wouldn't shop there anyway. I was like, what? She goes, oh, Heather. And then she told me about the digital ID before I had even told her about Survivor Lily in the podcast that I had started, you know, earlier in the day. And I was like, what? I think I was just doing a podcast over there. I thought that was just Aldi's over there. And she was like, no, it's here too. I was like, so guess if you want to shop at Aldi's, you have to scan a QR code. And I was like, is it like a membership, like Sam's or something? And she's not that I know of. And uh, so they're just setting everybody up. You know, they're just setting you up. And uh, getting you involved and getting you to like this stuff and see how easy it is and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, so I was telling my friend Melissa, same woman here, and I was telling her um, about this survivalist corner um, that I started and how it was all, you know, I was using chat GPT and um, AI and video software to make the reels and stuff. And she, her jaw about dropped and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? And uh, anyway, she set me straight as uh, the Christian older, wiser friend that I have. And uh, anyway, she said, don't mess with that stuff. Heather, that's like the beast system. And I'm like, but I'm just, she's like, see, now you're defending it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And so anyway, she's right. And so I will no longer um, use chat GPT or uh, the NVIDIA um, software to make those reels for uh, the survivalist corner. So she's right. Uh, you know, she's like, Heather, I said, but I'm using it for good. She goes, it doesn't matter. I said, uh, she goes, I said, well, you know, your cell phone basically is part of the, you know, the B system too, if you want to get technical about it. But then again, I was just, you know, trying to defend something that I should have been trying to defend. And so anyway, I was like, you're right. You're right. And so of course she's right. She goes, that's how they suck you in. They get you, like, um, addicted to this stuff. They get you all excited about it and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you're right. You know, you're right. And so she was right. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take my ad, ad, admonishment and I'll go on. And so, anyway, so if I do any more videos for the survivalist corner, um, it will not be using chat GPT or anything like that. So, but the NVIDIA... That's kind of cool, though, but I guess I, I won't use that either, uh, but I can still make that. Um, I can just grab all the footage and stuff and use um, Canva to do my own. But I mean, anyway, uh, but she's right. And so I guess, you know, uh, when you look at stuff like that, it is all demonic. And so we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't even be a part of that. And so anyway, 
But thought I'd let you guys know that ahead of time that it will not be using um, chat GPT or um, uh, AI uh, in video to make that stuff anymore. So anyway, um, I do want to go on and read you guys some headlines about what's going on. Uh, and uh, Survivor Lilia um, has got uh, she's got the, the the truth on this. She's telling folks, trying to warn people now um, about this um, digital ID. Of course, it's going to be tied to your health ID. Um, they're going to wrap all of this into eventually will become the mark of the beast. And, um, you know, we, we see the headlines. People thought we were, you're crazy. Oh, the mark of the beast. Ha, ha, ha. The Antichrist. La, la, la. And now they're, they're looking at headlines going, wow, this could, this could possibly happen. Everything is here right now that could implement the mark of the beast. The technology is here. And so when people say that Bible prophecy has a expiration date, you know, kind of does. Pastor J.D. Farag says that a lot. Um, uh, and it does. If you think about it, we see all the technology is here right now. We see the signs in place. Everything that Jesus said would happen is happening um, on, on a very quick, fast moving scale. And soon, if it gets moving on this scale, we will surpass, um, you know, everything that's, that was spoken of and prophesied. And so, um, so it does kind of have that expiration date if you kind of look at it in that aspect. And so we see their huge agenda is Agenda 2030. And so I kind of went to this um, wide awake uh, uh, website and I found some stuff on here. And what I want to talk to you guys about is um, the expose-news.com. And this is talking about the future of urban consumption in a 1.5, I guess, degree Celsius um, world. And it's a PDF and I'm in America, so I don't know what Celsius is, but I'm going to guess it's, I don't know. We're not going to try to guess. <laughs> I could ask my phone, but you know, I won't. Anyway, <laughs> so I wanted to bring this up. So I'm scrolling through this document. And this is a bunch of, you know what, just a bunch of blah, 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 blah. But I came to this one page and it says consumption energy, consumption intervention, emission reductions for or per consumption category between 2017 in 2030 so they started this a long time ago folks an emission reductions per consumption category between 2017 and 2050 so between 2017 and 2030 they want to reduce about 39 percent and this is listen folks reducing the number of new clothing items alone accounts for 37 percent we move on to 2050, be 64%. So reduce the number of new clothing items bought every year. Reduce supply chain waste. Hmm. Oh, it gets better, folks. Dietary change. Oh, yes. This is their plan for us. Eat in line with health recommendations and lower meat and dairy consumption. Reduce household waste. Reduce supply chain waste. Hmm. They figured they could do 36% between 2017 and 2030 and 60% between 2017 and 2050. Dietary changes alone account for 45%. Huh. I wonder. Hmm. Reduce number of flights. Increase adoption of sustainable aviation flues. Yeah, I wonder what that is. <laughs> I don't know what you, but I'm not jumping on a solar powered 747. <laughs> yeah, no. So improve natural efficiency, enhance building utilization, switch to lower carbon materials, uh, adopt low carbon cement, 
and reuse building components. This all accounts for 26 to 44%. Reduce car ownership, increase car lifespans, and increase material efficiency, 28%. Is it reducing car ownership alone accounts for 24%, and of course later on goes up to 39%. Huh, I wonder. Let me tell you something. You get yourself a 1990 Chevrolet, 1500 with a 5.7 that thing will run and run and run and you just have to keep putting new tires on that bad boy and changing the oil and uh that thing will run <laughs> of course you do only get 16 miles to the gallon but you talk about lifespan that thing's still running tell you what optimize lifetimes of it equipment they're talking 18 to 33 percent between 2017 and 2050 and uh, there you have that. To fully reduce emissions in line with a 1.5 degree Celsius trajectory, an accelerated global transition to cleaner production must take place, supported by national targets that go well beyond current nationally determined commitments. So these C40 cities is what they're talking about. And here's the introduction number two. Broadening cities' climate action by considering consumption-based emissions. So let me tell you, this is about 2016. They go all the way back to there. So let me tell you something. Uh, Amarillo, Texas, we can thank Ginger Nelson for that. If you guys live here, anywhere around here listening to this voice, she put us into uh, these 15-minute cities. They have already installed the smart meters on our house for XL Energy. I know y'all heard my rant on that a few weeks ago when I didn't have a choice. They're putting it on whether I wanted it or not. And she'll be you can pay two hundred and forty five or two hundred and sixty dollars um uh to opt out and then you'll have to pay an additional I forgot how much a month for us to come and read your meter, but uh you still get another meter. You can't keep the one on your house. So the little lady told me, she goes, So you have no choice. I'm like, Oh, you talk about mm mm mm. Heather was not a happy camper. Anyway, so I have a smart meter now. Let me tell you about it. Anyway, so it says, what can cities and mayors do to support action on consumption? Oh, here we go. They're going to tell you all about it. Oh, and continue the collective journey to leverage cities' role in global mitigation efforts. Folks, this thing, um, when you pull up their little map here, there's a whole... Um, they have a whole little outline and, and plan and trajectory and this budget and focus. I mean, they got everything. They have it all planned. Um, unfortunately, their science doesn't add up um, with what they're spouting. This um, It doesn't. And main scientists will tell you it's, it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. This stuff is not um, scientifically proven. It's, it's the opposite. But yet, if you say something long enough, loud enough, hard enough, 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 People will believe it because they can't think for themselves because, you know, they keep putting fluoride in the water to dumb us down. You know, <laughs> it's all for your teeth because, you know, we really care about your teeth. <laughs> really? They really cared about our teeth and they would put a cap on dentists and what they charge. <laughs> but no. Oh, my God. Why do we need to act? Here we go. Uh, extreme heat. They said 970 cities affecting 1.6 billion people times eight. It says as compared to present day is extreme heat is what they're going to throw out there. Let me tell you something. During Revelation, during the tribulation, you're going to see some extreme heat. <laughs> uh, that'll make worth their little predictions like child's play. Here we have 1,600 cities. Food insecurity uh, is going to affect 2.5 billion 
people. That's what they're saying by 2050. Um, they're going to keep on and on and on. And of course, you know, I wonder what those, um, those other building materials might be uh, that they want to be sustainable. Gee, I wonder what they're going to come up with. Okay, little Johnny, you're going to be living in this bamboo hut over here. Okay. Uh, try not to do anything stupid because you burn your bamboo hut. I'm sorry. You you know, you've used your fire allowance <laughs> and your bamboo allowance. So I guess you're going to be sleeping under the stars. <laughs> Folks, it's going to get crazy. It is. And you think that sounds crazy? Look. Folks, I would have thought a, a, a grown-ass man going into a woman's, into a, chill, a child's bathroom in Target would have been crazy back in the day. But no, that's like, hey, that's mainstream. And if you don't agree uh, that Big Bubba um, can go into the bathroom uh, with your little girl, then you were a homophobe. That's what's wrong. You're a transphobe. You're all kinds of phobe. That's what they're going to throw out at you. Let me tell you something. If, uh... If Big Bubba is in the bathroom and there's a five-year-old girl in there, Big Bubba is going to get his butt out of that bathroom or uh, I wouldn't let my five-year-old daughter in there. Folks, this is insanity. But the Bible said in Romans 1, it would be a reprobate mind. And as you can tell, this whole world has fallen into the reprobate mind, especially the United States. Um, you, you, you would think like an animal, you can't reason, the Bible said. Because God has given you over to a reprobate mind. And so that's the bad thing about it. And folks, I was going to do this as a video, but then I decided, you know what? I'm just not going to. You know, it's weird because every time I do a video, I get like extremely sick and I don't know why. And so I think, you know, this time I'm not going to do the video because it's a lot of work, a lot of editing and for not really much. So um, I'll put a link um, to Survivor Lily's um uh, video so you guys can go and watch that and i'll put a link to this here article that i'm kind of well, not really article this pdf that the wef has and uh, i'll put a link to that guy so you can read it if you want to so that's that's all the major stuff that you know you probably want to see on this one so and uh here's another one i want to talk to you guys about so the globalist plan for zero meat dairy or private vehicles by 2030 and this is at the uh, wide-awake-media.com. And that's where I actually got the article from that um, Arup. Uh, it's A-R-U-P-C-40. Uh, of course, what their future plans are. Um, and right here, guys, you can watch the video. Which I'll link that, too. Um, it's a pretty good. And it says, that's part of the C40 Cities Initiative, which has ties to the World Economic Forum. Mayors in almost 100 cities around the world have set themselves the ambitious target of zero meat or dairy consumption and uh, zero private vehicles by 2030 to save the planet. <laughs> I got news for you. Jesus is going to burn this planet up and we're going to have a brand new one. He's going to bring a brand new with a brand new Jerusalem coming out of heaven. Ooh, folks, um, if you are a born again, saved Christian, you will get to enjoy the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem. Ooh, doggy. But if you're not, eternity in hell awaits you. So let me tell you something. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, not your mama's Savior, not your grandmama's Savior, your personal Savior, today is the day. And Romans 10 tells us today is the day that if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to tell you something. Cry out to the Lord ask him to save you right now there's nothing else that you have to you just have to ask jesus to save you um and so like i always say you could be sitting on your couch eating cheat toes 
you know, whatever you're doing, be driving down the road. I don't care what you're doing, where you are. You don't have to have, um, you don't have, have anybody there with you. Nobody's got to pray that little prayer with you. Uh, and there's no set words you got to say. It's a change of heart. It's a, you know, you know, you're a sinner and you know, you need a savior and you cry out to Jesus and ask him to forgive you. Say, Lord Jesus, please save me. Please forgive me. Please be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and I believe God raised you three days later. I believe that. Please save me. And you are saved, folks. You are saved. There's no little special prayer. There's nothing like that. It's a change of heart is what it is. And uh, that's the main thing. And he will be your personal Savior. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That folks is the blessing our hope man our hope is in the lord jesus christ and i hope that's where your hope is too because soon and very soon we are going to meet the king and um i hope you guys will join me um in that lift off uh to meet the lord jesus in the air i hope you guys um will be there and uh if you don't know what i'm talking about uh that is um uh first Thessalonians and so uh chapter four so let's let's pull that up so we can close um with that you guys that's a wonderful uh wonderful uh scripture to close with today so we're gonna go first Thessalonians five I do believe it's first Thessalonians oops first Thessalonians five I don't type very well with the mic in my face <laughs> sorry uh let's see here where else we do the King James version no should we well i like king james i do i do i do but we are going to read it in the new you know what let's do the legacy uh the legacy standard bible so we're gonna do first thessalonians 5 uh right now so let's just start here because folks we're gonna start just chapter 5 verse 1 i love it so now concerning the times and the seasons brothers you have no need of anything to be written to you for you yourselves know full well that the day of the lord will come just like a thief in the night while they are saying peace and safety then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman who is pregnant and they will never escape but you brothers are not in darkness that that day would overtake you like a thief for you are all sons of light and sons of day of of day we are not of night nor of darkness so then let us not sleep as others do but let us be awake and sober for those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk get drunk at night but since we are of the day let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet the hope of salvation for god has not appointed us for wrath remember that folks for god has not appointed us for wrath but for obtaining salvation through our lord jesus christ who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep we will live together with him therefore comfort one another and build up one another just as you are also doing but we ask of you brothers that you know who's that you know those who labor among you and lead you in the lord and admonish you and that you regard them very highly in love because of their work live in peace with one another and we urge you brothers admonish the unruly encourage the faint-hearted help the weak be patient with everyone see that no one repays evil 
Uh, see that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but examine all things, hold fast um, to that which is good, abstain from every form of evil now may the god of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our lord jesus christ faithful is he who calls you who also will do it and his brothers pray for us so folks that right there is a good word that is a good word and i want to go backtrack here just a little bit let me see if it'll let me go back here i'm gonna go back to chapter four i'm gonna scroll on down um to verse 13 so first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 this whoo this is going this is going to give you some joy okay but i'm not going to read it in the legacy standard i'm going to read it in the new king james version um, because that's how I have it memorized. And I try to read a different version that I don't have memorized. I kind of jumble it up. So <laughs> this is First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are are asleep for the lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of god and the dead in christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord therefore comfort one another with these words so folks let me tell you something. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, will we continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Will we continue to pray that those in uh, the Jewish folks would be saved, that they would acknowledge, and that they would come to know Jesus Christ as their Messiah? And that if you have loved ones that don't know the Lord, keep praying. Don't give up. As my pastor said today, don't give up. Keep praying for them. Keep praying that the Holy Spirit will keep doing a work in their life and that they will turn from their wicked ways and will accept Jesus as their Savior. And folks, time is short. Time is so very short. We could be snapped. If we really believe what the Bible says, what is holding us back? If you believe what the Word of God says, what Jesus says, why? Why are we not doing more for him? I tell myself that too. We need to get out there and start telling people about Jesus. Pray every morning. Holy Spirit, how can how can you use me today? How can you use me today? When you pray that, he's going to use you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I love each and every one of you. And may God bless each and every one of you. May he protect you. May he provide for you. And may he keep you safe and out of harm's way. And may he give you boldness to go out and tell the world about Jesus before it's too late. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. I love each and every one of you. Anyway, Maranatha, Maranatha.